worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2894. Alright, we're continuing our series of deep dives into Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes. This time we're looking at episode 2, which because they don't have formal titles, we're just referring to this one as Make Me Float. And today we're going to be talking about Reva and the trials and tribulations of having a bunch of Dark Side Force users all together working at the same time. Punch it! <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, you want to create a dysfunctional workplace? <laughs> you probably have a hard time creating one more toxic than one in which a bunch of dark side force users are working together on any particular project whatsoever. That's why there's this whole rule of two business but it turns out that there are sort of, well, I don't know if there are exceptions exactly, but well, let's just explain. Like way back in time in the Old Republic time, about a thousand years before the fall of the Republic, there was this Jedi-Sith war, and there had been almost as many Sith kicking around as there were Jedi, but they were eradicated by the Jedi and also by their own infighting. One of the sole survivors was Darth Bane. Darth Bane, of course, being famous for instituting the rule of two the idea that one person should embody the power and the other person should crave the power. That's the master and the apprentice, respectively. These would both be Sith lords, and that's where, you know, we need to make an important distinction. Sith lords, the master is a Sith lord and the apprentice is a Sith lord, and the only way the apprentice can ascend to become the master is to kill the master. However, the master may end up killing the apprentice, or the master may end up finding a different apprentice who is more powerful that kills the old apprentice. And this, according to Darth Bane, was the way that the Sith were going to become more powerful, more cunning, more evil, and ultimately have the opportunity to take over the galaxy once again and to eradicate the Jedi from the face of the galaxy. Of course, it took a thousand years to happen, so that's a heck of a long game, but they actually made it happen. So, you know, I guess you gotta give them credit. They knew what they were doing. And Sidious turned out to be the most cunning, the most evil, the one with the grandest ambitions out of any Sith, it seems. So we have two Sith Lords, Master and an Apprentice. What does that make the Inquisitorious? Well, just a bunch of very talented Dark Side Force users, but not necessarily Sith, not indoctrinated into that whole situation. But just because they are not technically Sith, that doesn't mean they're not immune to the trials and tribulations that happen when you get a bunch of dark side force users together who are all greedy and who are all opportunistic and who are all ambitious. 
So it's particularly fascinating to watch the dynamic between Reva, the third sister, and the fifth brother, whose name I don't think we have just yet. The fifth brother has some level of ambition because, as we see in episode three, he makes it very clear to Reva that he's the one in charge, or at least that he belongs in the seat that was previously occupied by the Grand Inquisitor, and that he is going to have what belongs to him, at least in his reckoning. That being said, the Fifth Brother is also kind of a rule follower, right? So if the Grand Inquisitor says that they should only be doing something a certain way, or they should be leaving the idea of Kenobi alone, he's like, yeah, I guess that's right, and is telling Reva, like, you should know your place and yeah he has ambition to lead this thing eventually but he doesn't seem to want to take it the way that Reva wants to so of the two that makes Reva much more Sith like by comparison that makes her more of I'll say an heir to that kind of legacy even though obviously heir you know, like goes beyond blood and family and that sort of thing. And when she says that she wants to be the one standing at Vader's side, well, I have a feeling that's probably <laughs> not the limit of her ambition. I imagine that she not only wants to be the one standing at his side, that she's the one who wants to stick a lightsaber in his side and cut him down and take his place. Vader being a Sith Lord by this time and having been one for about 10 years, probably has gotten to the point where he appreciates the ambition. And I say appreciate not in the sense of like, oh yeah, that ambition is good, more like, oh yeah, this is just how it is and you know, I'll make use of it because he's been challenged by a whole bunch of other people. Like in comics, there were stories about this stuff and Palpatine has constantly been saying, yeah, you know, I don't know if you're gonna be you know, as good as I need you to be and I'm always trying some other things just to make sure that I got the best that I possibly got. So Vader's constantly being challenged for his position. So he respects the ambition in the sense that he tells Reva, yeah, if you're going to you know, pull this off, you can be the Grand Inquisitor, that's great. But at the same token, I'm sure he's looking at her saying, yeah, you can be the Grand Inquisitor, but that's as far as you're getting. Meanwhile, Reva has proved herself to be as ambitious and as cunning as any Sith Lord. The idea of finding a link between Bail Organa and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the archives and kidnapping Leia to try to draw Kenobi out of hiding, like it really is brilliant, maliciously brilliant. It is classic Sith behavior, which when you know you get too many of them running around, then they all end up destroying each other, which is not necessarily a good thing for the Sith, you know, good for the Jedi and good for the good of the galaxy, of course. But whereas the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother and probably to some extent the Fourth Sister that we meet in this series also, you know, they all seem to be pretty well indoctrinated in terms of the org chart, right? Like They know their place and they're more or less staying in their place even though they have ambitions to rise above their station, but they're really more like just the general common dreams of rising above one station, whereas Reva's situation is different entirely. 
and the whole thing about them finding her in the gutter and bringing her into the Inquisitorious program. You know, there's additional resentment, there's the chip on the shoulder, there's all that stuff too. So yeah, I think ultimately Reva is really <laughs> worthy character in the addition to the dark side villain situation. And man, I hope they give her and Vader a chance to spar a little bit too. So there you go. That's my deeper dive on Reva, mostly informed by the events of part two of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, aka Make Me Float, with, you know, a little bit more from <laughs> other episodes interspersed in. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respected trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.